1: Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my sniffly co host, Mozzie. <laughs> <laughs> allergies got me, man. Yeah, no, I'm sniffly too. I'm trying to, like, hold him back so I don't, like, sniffle on the mic the whole session. <laughs>
0: oh, God, it's dreadful. I yeah. don't know what it is about D.C., but, uh, my allergies didn't exist in Ohio, and now I have them. So. Pretty weird. Here we
1: are. <laughs> yeah, I, uh,. So, this is being recorded immediately after the quarterback episode, and I did them, you know, Marvelous Mozzie, and I, I, I forgot to think of an adjective or whatever, so or a descriptor, <laughs> so I had to just say, uh, Sniffly. sniffly. <laughs> I'm, like, ah. I'm like, I know he's Sniffly. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it was good. Good on the spot. So, tight ends. We got the tight end, Dynasty Stonk Watch. Stonks. Stonk. So, we've got this kind of top group here. You know, we get your Kittle, Kelsey, Waller um manager is but Pitts is in there too um we haven't really been talking about rookies but I think he's worth mentioning here in the sense of he's being valued as a top asset already yeah so
0: which normally tight ends do take a while to come onto the scene but I think we're all kind of expecting him to sort of explode onto
1: the scene yeah um I, I would be surprised if he didn't perform as a top six tight end this year honestly yeah Or I I guess I'll give him like top seven just because sometimes things happen, but I'm looking in this group and like, I think for me, our page break is kind of my top tier. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Pitts, Mandrews, Hawk. I think Hawkinson's in this tier now, personally. I Or at least will be. And um, I guess we can talk about him first because a lot of people don't view him in the tier yet. and It's kind of like a lot of people have that top four or maybe a top three. Like I don't know how people, sometimes people put Waller and Mandrews together, but Mandrews is kind of, like, right under that, and then Hawkinson sometimes gets, you know, his own spot on that or gets grouped at the other guys below, but I think Hawkinson belongs in this top six tier, personally. Um, Going
0: into the season, yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking
0: about a tight end coach as your head coach that loves him, and a sort of depleted receiving core. Yeah, he should get a ton of targets. Like, that's a huge part of it, too. Plus... What's his face? Anthony Lynn and Jared Goff. Like, he's like the X receiver.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last year with the Lions, um, he had that huge week one, but there was a lot of annoyance about misuse. He still had hundred target, 101 targets for 67 receptions, 723 yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah. Um, those numbers should increase this year. Um, yeah. Just, I mean, they, they've got to use them a lot. How many targets
0: talented. are you, would you project sort of off the bat here? If he had a hundred and one last year,
1: I mean I think one twenty maybe. I guess I can look at what like Kelsey and Kittle get. I don't know. This isn't going to be a fast offense, so I'm not going to give him like a huge number. Like I don't want to give him like one forty, but I think one twenty is a fair number to expect. And I think
0: he'll have a you know a a really good role in blocking too.
1: Uh huh. Lot lot of blockinson too, but they better give him some Gronkenson oh yeah he's their best receiving option now <laughs> so pretty much yeah and i, I think golf will like him he he i'm trying to think like he had you know cup and woods but both of the tight ends got utilized enough. especially higby had some huge games so oh I'm yeah i'm not saying they're anything to like i just you know big white tight end right you got to make that connection
0: right mcveigh so, definitely yeah. specialized hit the offense to who they were playing whereas mm-hmm. uh i feel like it's much more likely that Hawkinson just has a solid role in the offense, almost akin to, like, Ertz at his peak.
1: Yeah. I could see that, yeah. Although I, th- I think he could be, you know, better more productive because... Oh, I, I do too. Yeah, like, he's... he. I think he should be better than Ertz at his peak by a, a fair margin, personally, but... Yeah, no,
0: I agree. I agree that he should be as well, but that's kind of what...
1: Just in terms of the role in the offense, like, he, every week he's gonna get six catches sort of thing. yeah. And he could have some pretty huge weeks, too. Like, I guess some rough tight end defenses. I'm pretty excited about Hawkinson. I think everyone should be. I uh, Two two years later, I very much regret trading him away. <laughs> I wanted him so bad, though. Yeah. At the time, it was I think it was a very solid win-win, but now it's very much in your favor with Ertz falling off a cliff. But we'll get to him.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see, because if he goes to the Colts, I think he'll be solid again. Mm-hmm. I still got a little time.
1: Hope he ends up there. But we can kind of jump back through the rest of these uh, top tier guys. So yeah, huge buy for us on Hawk. Uh, Kelsey. So Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Mandrews all kind of get some sort of hold to their name. Yeah. Um, I think Kelsey, we can start getting into cell territory now. He is getting older. He's had enough injury, concussion stuff that. I think you can start to worry about maybe you know when does he fall off? When does it all pile up?
0: He is thirty one. Um, if we're talking the three year window, I don't know if he quite
1: yeah. That's the that thing.
0: Third year, you know, mm-hmm. not that he'll retire, but it might just start adding on injuries. Yeah, his playing time might just get really reduced. So yeah. I think he is in the start thinking about selling category. In fact, this is probably the
1: time to do it. Mm hmm, because. <sighs> It's, it's tough because he may have just another smash year. He'll he'll, he'll on 32 in October, so this will be, you know, age 32 season. But he's had, you know, five straight seasons of over a thousand yards. A lot of productivity. Last year was his best year, too. And that's what sucks, is, like, you don't want to sell a guy when you think he could still be super awesome for you. But, you know, and his eighth year being his career high, going into ninth year, enough, you know. I, 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 he's... He's hardly missed any games, actually. But I think he has he had concussion stuff? I feel like he has. Um, I feel like he has too, but I don't think it was recently. Gotcha. I'll dig into that. But let's see. Okay, he's had, oh yeah, he had two concussions. So he had 2017 in October and then that playoffs as well. So he had two kind of, you know, within a six month period. But it's been a while. Um, let's see. He had like minor knee bruise. Okay. Lately, his injury history has been a little more okay, Uh, so I want to check back at that because I'm like, you know what, he hasn't missed a lot of games. I know he had some injury stuff at one point, but he's been pretty healthy um, these last two years, so that is a boon Mm -hmm. for sure. But but you know, you get older, it starts happening more and more. Yeah. So it's again tough time calling him a sell because of how absurdly good he's been. He should have another really awesome year or two, but. It's one of those things where if you want to get out early now would be the time to just so that you don't get caught you know on the shit end of a down you know a downturn yeah yeah and and you can still get a haul for it is the thing
0: oh definitely like,
1: that's it's kind of the i guess the julio thing where like there was a time like two years ago you could still get a haul for julio but like last year you could not like that you can still get a haul now for kelsey and i don't know if that'll be the same in a year
0: yeah is the only that's why i kind of think the cell might be a good play
1: but again it's like don't don't fuck up your roster like if you're a contender and you have him and he helps you win keep him but if you're either a middling team or you ha- like say you just drafted oh no you just drafted pits but say you have other usable options and you can upgrade you know if you're running backs are shit you have you know a tight end you could toss in as, like, in, in place of Kelsey. Maybe try to upgrade elsewhere. But Yeah.
0: Like, if you had Hawkinson and Kelsey. <laughs>
1: That'd
0: be yeah. absurd. Sell I mean, Kelsey you and got, get a running back.
1: Even if you got, like, Goddard or Joni or Hunter Henry or something like that, like, behind him. Right. You may not, but who knows.
0: Yeah, you might not. But I feel like people that value the tight end, you know, really value it usually.
1: Yeah, stack them up. At least you do. <laughs> I do. I love having tight ends. <laughs> yeah. But next up, we've got Kittle, who I have as a hold or buy because, um, you know, injury riddled season last year for our team was bad. Kind of, I mean, not kind of. It was a down year for however many reasons. Um, I, I'm i not sure if people will sell him. Again, there's a lot of things where, like, it's, it's tough to evaluate because we're still kind of early on. Um, and ADPs, like, for Dynasty startups aren't firm yet. And I don't know, like, how people are viewing Kittle. But I wouldn't sell Kittle, is my point. I probably wouldn't either. Yeah. The injuries do concern me a bit, but Mm -hmm. um, for now, I would just hold him. Yeah. And then, same with Waller. He's someone who I think is one of those weird value guys where he's not going to get... People aren't going to give up enough for him that they should because of his age and how his career trajectory's been. And so, like... No one's gonna be happy with whatever value he's involved in in a trade. He's one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, he's but way he's, over and undervalued by various people. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's pretty much still the number one receiver. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Wall, Waller had an interesting year last year because he was like pretty underwhelming until the last four weeks, pretty much. Then he started crushing again. So, yeah, I don't think his value changes either if Card did end
0: up moving somehow.
1: No, yeah, it's I don't think Waller's a guy where a you no, know, a slight drop-off in quarterback play would hurt him too much because he's such an easy target to get the ball to. Yeah. The I re- would re- hyper target him, too. Yeah, I, re- I regret moving him, but alas. Um okay. Managed to get... uh Look, Thomas. i uh, <laughs> yeah, We talked about Pitts. I think Mandrews as a hold, or maybe even bye. Um I feel like the consensus is to it out on the Ravens, and I might be biased, but I've heard a lot of poo-pooing on the Ravens kind of, or like, not poo-pooing, but, like, wet-toweling a little bit. Like, people aren't as excited about them as they should be, I feel like.
0: I like Mandrews better now this year
1: because they
0: have Bateman. Yeah, they actually I have like, other guys. Exactly. When it was just him and Hollywood Brown, basically, it was really hard for him to, you know, be the guy because you can just double-team Mandrews, and then they don't have anyone
1: because... yeah
0: hollywood's thing, n- or you know still developing i'll say um to make to be very generous
1: uh <laughs> yeah and they because they lost hearst and people were excited about mandrews but nick boyle got hurt maybe through the year too and yeah. that really hurt the team because he's versatile where he can like catch sorta in like the block wall too and so not having him they had to really like like it was a lot easier to see what they were doing when they couldn't run two tight end with Boyle and Mandrews. Yeah. And like, cause wh- whoever the next tight end was, it was not even close as far as that. Cause like when Hertz was gone, Boyle was hurt. Like your next tight end up was not nearly as effective as running that. So they had to run a lot of point more like a lot more one tight end stuff. So,
0: yeah. So I like, I like the Mandrews situation this year. Um, yeah, I definitely think that he got overhyped at the very yeah, beginning but I think he's done his dip
1: and now he's back on the upward. Yeah. He's still Lamar's favorite target for sure. Mm-hmm. But next up, we move kind of down to a different tier. Uh, we got Noah Fant who I've got as a hold. Um, yeah, he's still so young. It's hard to yeah. abandon him. Yeah. Well, I don't think is he even need to abandon? Him. Like he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Albert O is probably going to start on the pup list. So he probably won't be there to start the year either. So you'll get a lot of just Fant without, uh, Alberto stealing his touchdowns for a bit. So. <laughs> just Fant. Yeah, Fant got 93 targets last year. <sighs> which I think kind of is under, like, overlooked. He, he got, like, four, I think 14 games about. Like, his starts and his games are different, and I know he had some, like, games where he barely played and got hurt or something, but. We like Fant, we just don't like the quarterback situation. Yeah, man. So he's just a
0: solid Again. hold and wait for a good quarterback.
1: Yeah, all these Denver guys, like, <laughs> it's the thing with like I don't know I haven't seen much discussion on oh these guys will get Rodgers and boost up like I think everyone's just like they still have luck whereas like yep. the Green Bay guys are, are getting the knock from possible Rodgers leaving but I, I don't know if if they get a better quarter, quarterback play all these Denver guys will shoot up in value so definitely they're all kind of like investments at this point so I just hold fan yeah, yeah. Um, Goddard so if I think like a, two like two weeks ago before much came out like, Because we, we literally talked about this. No one was discussing Ertz um when it came to like the June first stuff, but now you know, over the last week, a lot of stuff has come out about like oh Earth's will be traded again. Like it, it was you know, it was talked about, but it's resurfacing again as June first hit, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. So the whoever has got her is probably much more aware now of the imminence of Ertz being traded than they were maybe two weeks ago. So yeah i would say you know ideally buy him before the value spikes even more but again it might be a little tough too like it might be he might be where it's like worth overpaying a little bit to get him um they down like yes there are other targets there but again that's not a bad thing like okay there's you know devonta and regor but like not really much else like goddard still should get a lot of targets so um, i would assume, i would assume so yeah i'm not sure what where his ceiling is is the only issue like i don't know if at any point if he'll crack that top tier like he may just continue leading this next group and that's the like that's my one issue though. i have is like if you do buy him a little high you may not be able to like increase his value much again like he may like it may not matter like if you buy him a little high and he's like pretty good for your team and he's like not that top six but he's tied in seven like you know that's still pretty valuable, but uh, definitely. I think he'll be a
0: very solid option, like you know, startable every week. Maybe doesn't have the upside of the top guys, but yeah, he see, I, he definitely strikes me as a touchdown guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was gonna go the other way where I think he's tougher and a little more, but like his, he's I think he. Let me look at him because for some reason I'm I have the like impression in my mind that he's boom bust, but. Well, well, that sort of goes in with the touchdown thing. Yeah, he's also been playing with Hertz. So. He is
0: the biggest receiver on by the team a by a lot. Yeah. Um, so if they're in the red zone, I expect Goddard to get a lot of looks, or Hertz to take it in himself. Because I feel yeah. like Smith and Rager are more field stretchers and you know yardage guys.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so yeah, that it does kind of play into the boomer bust, but I do think it will be reliable that he'll be expected to get you know like whatever it would be 0. 0.5 of a touchdown per game kind of thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, the not playing with earths is pretty big i think as far as like him being the guy at tight end so yeah. may, maybe i'm undervaluing him too like maybe he will belong in that group with like maybe he will belong with Andrews and hawk and i'm not seeing that but i think it kind of depends what you can get him for but the the, the buy window may have faded that where you could buy him for a you know, more desirable price. Yeah. It might've been that proper time was probably about two months ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, even earlier, but that was like the end of it. Yeah. Like pre, like before draft picks were made, like, like, you know, a, a late second definitely would have probably gotten Goddard like during the draft or something, but no, yeah, Yeah. it's a little tougher. Um, but we've got, uh, next up we've got Gaseki. Um, I'm going to put Irv here as well. Irv Smith and Gusecki, I think, kind of, we can put together, maybe. I like both of these guys. Yeah. I like Gusecki more. Yeah, I wrote, mm-hmm, like, a hmm by him, because I'm a little, like, torn on what exactly to do with him. I have Irv as a hold. There's no Rudolph. I think he would get a lot more of a chance this year. I think, I think you kind of just do that. I mean, I guess maybe buy, but, again. He's a buy for me, because I think he's still off a lot of people's radars.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and this is year three, which is sort of, you know, tight end year mm-hmm. three kind of thing. Um, Gasicki is probably really hard to buy. He's probably worth a
1: lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how people feel about Gasicki. Like, he's some people high think he's on good. my list. Some people think he's good. Some people don't like him. Like, he and like the, the additions of Fuller and uh, Waddle may have like a negative for him for some people. I'm not sure.
0: It's true. I mean, Andrews had 134 points last year, and Kasicki had 125. He was right behind yeah. him.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. Gisecki played pretty well last year, so yeah, like, this may be a case of we're underrating him, or at least not weird, but like he's being fairly underrated. slash I'm also not like accounting for counting. I feel possible like upside. he's been
0: underrated all offseason. People are like, yeah. oh, the Dolphins should take pits. I'm like, they have Kasicki, and he's yeah, good. Yeah, this one
1: didn't make a ton of sense.
0: They needed a receiver white more. Mm hmm. That didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, they're not going to do that. Um, mm. I like Gasicki a lot. I would buy him if I could. I just think that I wouldn't be able to get a value for him
1: that I like. Yeah, I'm I'm so curious how people view Gasicki. This may be another Twitter poll I put out and like ask people like you know Gaseki, Irv, like a couple other guys together like how they are viewed because like again like Irv is really good. He should have you know he should be you know third target guy this year. Gaseki probably gonna be third, tar- actually, maybe fourth. I don't know, because they do have Parker there, but he'll get a lot of good looks now, where because there's actually good receivers there. So, yeah, like, as, like it's as we go down the tight end list, there's gonna be a lot of like buy comments just because, like, I, I, I do think everyone inherently outside the top tier is undervalued because it's like, oh, tight end, like, in most leagues, you just need one. A lot of them that aren't kind of premium, like, they're kind of just you know, whatever. So, they do get overlooked a lot in that sense.
0: I would pretty much, personally, in my rankings, I would have Gesicki probably like seven.
1: So, do you have him ahead of Fant and Goddard?
0: I have him ahead of Goddard. I don't know if I'd have him ahead of Fant because I think Fant can potentially have a good year. That just
1: depends on the quarterback. Um, But, yeah, like right around there. Gotcha, gotcha. Do, do you have, like, order aside, do you have that same group in the top six as we kind of put here?
0: Yeah, I have Hawkinson a little higher. Um, Maybe personal bias, but... I No,
1: I just, think you can make a very good argument for him at, like, even three.
0: I'll probably personally drop Pitts just because he's a rookie.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't it's, it's drop tough. him
0: out of the top six, but I would put... It would be Kelsey and Kittle, Waller, uh, Hawkinson, Mandrews, Pitts, probably, and then Fant, Kosicki, Goddard.
1: Yeah. At least for, like... Per, look, I guess, like, this year production versus, like, Dynasty value is a difference, too. Like... Right. dynasty value wise pits may be the most valuable dynasty diet at this point oh, to people definitely. but like this year, production is a little different though but yeah anyway so moving on uh, i saw robert Tanyan in uh, in the in the list i guess robert tonyan i should say Bub- bubby tunny bubby um, tunny i don't know if he was a flash in the pan or if he's real i don't know if he has any value if rogers
0: isn't there i expect yeah. he is there but you know
1: yeah i don't know i would say, honestly like it's tough because like you have a t- tight end who might be valuable and get you touchdowns but at the same time. Like you said, like his values tied to Rogers. So I, I don't know. I don't want to buy him and I don't know if you can sell him. He might, again, he might just be stuck.
0: It was his second year last year. So this is his third, I think.
1: Oh, uh, okay. okay. I so that's, that's kind of
0: nice. If you have him, I would just hold him unless someone's last year. Last year
1: is his third year. Yeah. But here, the, it, 59 targets for 52 catches. And 11 touchdowns. That like That's unsustainable. Yeah. Like by any metric, I think. <laughs> like, that's not. Re- like, you can't repeat that. Like, your level of efficiency, no matter what. I think like, I would sell him personally if I could. Yeah. It's, again, it's just a tough call. Because, like, maybe he ends up being pretty viable. Because, again, like, it's Adams. They did get, what's his name? Amari Rogers. They've got, but like, they've got Aaron Jones to the catch the ball in the backfield. But, like, he could very easily be, like, high up there in the pecking order again so like that's what makes it tough for me to say sell though because the opportunity could be there Mm. because i'm not going to try to tell you Devin bunches will eat away at his targets like (laughs) right we have no idea what that's going to be like Uh uh-huh so he literally might for me he's it's kind of it's one of those guys who's just stuck yeah but if
0: someone wants him sell him that's my mm, take if someone wants off you know wants him sell him or throw him in as a as a
1: package with something else to get someone else, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah no. but the, these these next two guys actually honestly prefer over him, like Hunter Henry and Jonu both. I yes. think I think they're both buys. I think they're both being. I think them both landing together is really lowering them more than they should be lowered. Uh, like, yeah. Jonu's contract is four years, fifty million. He's <sighs> he's locked in for three of those years, like up the dead money. 31 mil guaranteed a siding, 50 million siding bonus. Like, they're going to use this guy a ton because of, one, they paid him a ton. And, two, their receivers, like we said, are Garbo. Um, yeah. Like, these two tight ends are their best pass catchers. I, I don't know if there's, like – like, they're both better than Nelson Aguilar, too. Like So, like, yeah. I don't know if anyone's really going to argue that. And then Hunter Henry, um, like – I I wrote that like wasn't he like number like six like a year or two ago on people's dynasty rankings like he was so high yeah. up there and now he's yeah, just I fallen so. down we like to like you know twelve or thirteen or whatever he's three years thirty seven million with the same signing bonus as Jonu, um, and then twenty five million guaranteed a signing but he's locked in for two years for sure pretty much and like I, I don't I don't want to say Gronk and Hernandez but like we've seen Belichick yeah. and McDaniel's. Be very happy running two tight end sets and utilizing two tight ends and then both being fantasy relevant.
0: I expect we'll see that again. So they'll probably both be on the field for the majority of snaps. Yeah,
1: if they don't run two tight end almost the whole game, they're fucking up.
0: Yeah. Um they both have their own fantasy relevance as well. Mm -hmm. and they're gonna just change it up because they're the patriots some years it'll be or some games it'll be more johnny someone will be more hunter henry it'll be a little frustrating i think
1: (laughs) yeah this is gonna be one of those things where throughout the year for daily fantasy i'm gonna have so much fun and frustration with both of these guys (laughs) i'm literally gonna run like two lineups like whenever i play one of these guys i'm also gonna run a second lineup with the other just every week (laughs) yep but I'm just I'm prepping everyone now for the eventual DFS frustration and excitement I have over the Patriots tight ends.
0: Oh, but, it's going to be so frustrating! <laughs> I guarantee there are, are games where both of them get like zero points, and then there will be games where both of them get like 21 or either mm.
1: or one. <laughs> but I, I think it. Yeah, I think in Dynasty they're both buys. I think they're both being overlooked too much. So, if you had to take one, would Jonu? You, you would take Jonu. <laughs> yeah, I. It's not that Hunter Henry's bad by any means. It was really good, but they I mean they paid Jonu more. Yeah, like, they did. That's probably what it I mean, I'm not sure who they signed for, but I guess we can look at, you know, Jonu's production last year maybe, but Jonu's who I take first. And I don't know if my instant reaction to be like, Yes, Jonu would be is correct, but that's where I lean. Are you are you in agreement?
0: Yeah. But I think I think he has more fantasy relevance. I feel like Henry might be more of the set blocker.
1: Yeah, I mean, that That being said, though, like, I feel like the common, you know, lean will be Jonu, so Hunter Henry may be even cheaper to acquire, so. Exa- yeah, exactly. People may see him as second fiddle more so, like.
0: And there will be games where he's first.
1: Yeah, like, they're both buys, but, like, I think, like, Jonu might be harder to get because people love Jonu. People like Hunter Henry, too, but I, I, he will be seen as second fiddle, so he might be easier to acquire. Mm-hmm. But I like both. I'd be I would be totally okay with having both on my roster too. Mm. It'll be annoying, but like they're both good, and <laughs> you could probably start them both, but like a lot of weeks too. Yeah, pro- yeah, no, probably. <laughs> anyway, um, next up we've got Evan Ingram. This is kind of an oof for me. Um, big oof. Um, I my he is a he is a short weight buy for me. I think. Um, it's tough because. maybe you could buy him now and people because maybe people are down enough on him with all the additions and all the drops last year um i expect him to be on a different team in 2022 and i hope that helps him be more consistent but he's he is very talented he just has drops and i think last year the team's lack of success may have compounded that i don't know but yeah, I kind of think
0: that uh, with we've seen Tony be awesome. there, who can do circus catches, he might be like, man, I got to step my catch
1: game up. Like, everyone's <laughs> I mean, saying hopefully. I
0: can't catch, so
1: yeah, really, like
0: if he ends the drops, like we've seen know. him
1: be awesome is a thing. That's why, like, I'm not abandoning ship. We've seen right. this guy as a rookie be really good as a tight end. Like that doesn't happen a lot. So, like his best fantasy season was his rookie year, which is crazy, and. We're now going into his fifth year. They picked up his option, but again, like I think he's someone who's probably a buy, but maybe not right away before the season. I mean, possibly, but definitely middle through the season if he's being efficient but not getting used enough. Like someone might just be like, "Oh my gosh, I can't play. I I, I can't start Evan Ingram," and then you can swoop in. But yeah, I uh, I kind of like that. Yeah, I think I'm people not... are really down on him. Yeah, I think we could see him I'm trying to think of where because like. We could see him end up on the Chargers next year, like because Jared Cook's there right now, but he could just easily be like quick stopgap. Evan Ingram's available; they add him. I'm trying to think of, like where where he could end up next year as a tight end, but I don't think he will be a Giant in 2022.
0: I think it depends on the money because they got a lot of pieces they have to pay. Yeah, like, <laughs> and if he if he ends the drops, he has a better chance of getting re-signed there, but. Mm-hmm.
1: If he asks for a lot of money, then he's probably going somewhere else. Yeah. There's there's been enough organizational turnover too since he's been drafted that there's not as much attack to him too. Whenever there's like a coaching change, like that always, you know, it's it tougher. Yeah. But <clears throat> moving down the list, we've got Logan Thomas. Um this one's tough because <laughs> I get again get a weird career trajectory, former quarterback, now tight end. Played well last year. They'll now have Fitzpatrick, who doesn't, you know, give any fucks, thrown to him. He <laughs> should have some, like, solid games and be reliable, like, enough, you know, some weeks. We saw him at the end of last year streaking back together some pretty good performances. Um, I have him as a hold, um, just because I don't necessarily want to buy him, but I don't think anyone... I wrote maybe sell, so, but, like, I don't think anyone's going out trying to acquire Logan Thomas, so... I think you're just saying, hey, I've got this guy who was free. I'll, I'll just keep him. And you just accept that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal, but, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not everything's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Cole Komet next, who I have as a buy. Do um, you is think anyone this? would sell him, though? I don't like, know. second year. Maybe. Like, it's tough because, like, I'm looking, I was looking at a list and he's kind of down on a lot of lists. I don't know what people would want for him. 'Cause he didn't do his overall last year was, you know, like low, um, just because he did like he didn't really do much to start the year. But, you know, end of the end of season he had enough solid games. Um he had let me see. His touchdown total like he only had two touchdowns on the year, but he started getting more targets towards the end of the year. Um so yeah, week twelve, so like week twelve and on, he had seven, seven, two, and then six and eight targets. So that started ramping up a lot. Um and I think he so it's Allen Robinson, but there's no one else really established on the roster to take. I mean, I guess I guess Tariq Cohen. I don't know. I'm thinking of like who would take you know catches from him. But yeah. Hmm. There, you know, there's not a lot there like as far as that goes. I'm telling you, the receivers do they have like Anthony Miller? Is he still there? He's still yeah. there. they have got Miller and Mooney, but again, like. No one, you know, no world beaters really. So, I do like Mooney. Yeah, he's good, but like he could easily be number two in targets. Maybe not easily. I just, I think I think Tariq Keller would be number two in targets, but he could easily be short. Like there's going to be Allen Robinson and then a group of everyone else. Right. He could, he could slash probably should be near the top of that other group. Yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. Again, like the these guys are listing as buys now. I'm not saying like, by no means we're saying give up the house. We're saying they're probably undervalued for what they'll produce because tight ends an undervalued position because you only need one. So the, I mean the undervaluing is correct in that sense. But guys outside of the top ten and who aren't these like you know ascending quote unquote guys are usually kind of tossed aside.
0: Yeah, and this is his second year, so he's got a lot of room to uh, yeah. keep getting better.
1: Yeah, I think I feel like he should be valued higher. than This like I, I the, where, well, the list I pulled may have been way too low, but. And then we've got Austin Hooper, Hooper. who I actually put him as a buy. Um, interesting. This is this is like a value-based play. Uh, I feel like you could get Austin Hooper for really cheap. I think
0: if you can, it, it, he is worth a buy. Yeah, it's the it's, second year in a new system.
1: Yeah, he missed some games last year, but the games he was healthy, he had a, enough productive games.
0: Yeah, um, the receiving situation's interesting. I I kind of feel like the Browns should move off of Odell. And let I'm him curious go if else. slash
1: when that'll happen.
0: Yeah, it might not be till next year, but I think Hoop is a good uh a good investment for this year and maybe next.
1: Yeah. I also want to bring up Njoku and Harrison Bryant, just because I guess all tight ends who have seen some value at some point. Njoku, this is his last year with the Browns. Yeah. I uh, I assume he'll be elsewhere. Um would you look into maybe acquiring him and just sitting and waiting and hoping he goes somewhere he gets used
0: i probably wouldn't but i wouldn't blame anyone for doing that to,
1: yeah it might just be someone like if you have him that's the thing though like if you have him you're kind of literally hoping for that exact scenario that something better occurs for him somewhere else yeah he's probably like, owned by a browns fan yeah like you he may end up getting like traded or something too yeah because i'm looking that because then they've got harris and brian who they drafted recently as well hmm. so who had some value last year? Like a two touchdown game last year, didn't he? From did he? I think I played him that week in Dynasty. <laughs> but anyway, uh, next up we've got Higbee. Um, I guess I'll touch on Higbee and e- Higbee and Everett together. They're they're separated. Uh, they've been siphoning targets from each other the last couple of years, but now they're alone. We've got. Higby getting targets from uh, Stafford and Everett getting targets from Russell Wilson. I have them both as buys, especially Everett, because he should be pretty cheap. And I think he should have a really solid year. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I like yeah. Everett there. And he's young, right? I'm pretty sure he's pretty young. I, I think he is. He's definitely not older than he's definitely not, you know. Yeah, this is will he 27? be 27. Uh, yeah, he'll be 27 this season. So yeah. for tight ends, that's not very old. This is he's going into his fifth year. Will actually be the main guy. I'm I'm assuming. Uh, I guess I mean Will Disley does exist, but <laughs> I think they're more worried about getting Gerald Everett in there probably. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, feel like they just acquired him. So
1: yeah, and Disley's been hurt unfortunately. But and then the Higby again. There's Cup Woods, and Higby's probably third. Like yeah. I, they'll throw to the running backs and stuff like that, but. I mean, he should be third in targets, so I'm going to be seeing him have some nuts-up games. So, again, he should be probably a bye, even though he may or may not possibly be a shithead. Um, he's a great
0: second tight end option. You have someone, mm-hmm. and then there are weeks where you're like, this is a Higby
1: week, and you, <laughs> you start him in the lineup, and he gets three touchdowns. Yeah, he's he has been so boomer bust, and I don't know if that'll continue if he's the only tight end there, but I mean, like, he'll have just a th- three-touchdown week, you know? His that's on his arsenal. Probably a lot higher, like his floor. Yeah, you, I, I, you know he, what I mean, yeah, he'll have fewer, you know, two point games, like t- three right. points or whatever. Yeah, he might have six point games, but I don't think he has like zero. Yeah. But I think that's worth something, though. Like, if if mm-hmm. you're, oh, shit, the bed is six points versus three points, like that matters on like a week to week basis.
0: Those times you lose by one point,
1: mm-hmm. mm hmm, or like.
0: Or less than one
1: point. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, man. (laughs) Fantasy football is a fickle bitch. Um, (laughs) But we could move on back up a little bit to Ertz. Um, Ertz? I've seen him valued super low. And, like... Yeah. uh, So, here's the thing. I am leaking two ways. If he goes to the Colts, you hold him. He's going to be good this year if he's on the Colts. (laughs) but I also think there is the uh, merit to trading him after he gets traded Mm -hmm.
0: so like Um, see where he ends up he's in a new spot then you trade him because his value jumps
1: up yeah because the thing is if he does go to the Colts like we said I think that's the best landing spot for him and his value like so it's one of those things where like okay if Earth goes to the Colts he'll probably project pretty well and start to move up rankings and so like as you know analysts put out their projections we do the targets of the Colts, he might, you know, end up projecting for 650 and seven touchdowns, which for a tight end would put it probably in the top 10. And so we might see him climb up after a trade. Mm-hmm. And then I would then I would kind of evaluate from there.
0: Yeah, we're just kind of waiting to see where he goes.
1: Yeah, where? So, OK, I think I think I saw recently it was like narrowed down to three teams. I didn't see why did they didn't say what three teams, but presumably Colts mm-hmm. Um. I will pull up like cap totals, I guess, real quick and see um, who kind of makes sense because this contract isn't ideal. Um, I mean, the the Jets, what makes I know we've talked about Rookies, but the Jets make a lot of sense. They need a tight end. Yeah. I know the Chargers have cooked, but they can make sense. The Bengals, uh, the Bengals are like my favorite, like sneaky one. Yeah, we talked
0: about that. The yeah. Bengals is a sneaky option for Earth. I think that's a great move.
1: Yeah, because we talked about like all the options. We're, like a lot of teams should be calling about Ertz. So. Yeah. The, yeah, and then you know you also got like the Cardinals, Mm-hmm. Cardinals, Panthers. Seems like we I know Dan Arnold there. We mentioned, but they could use an Ertz. Colt. I mean, like we want we want Colts for that reunion, and just that makes the most sense for however many reasons. But <coughs> Jags, Jets, Bengals should all also be reaching out. Yeah, the Bengals be, one I'd be is if like the Jets got him. That'd be great. I know you'd be happy. <laughs> yeah, but I think I, I like the Bengals. One might be my favorite.
0: That that I when you mentioned that, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. I hope they're calling him.
1: Yeah, maybe not for like his fantasy value, consistency, whatever, but I think it would just make the Bengals so complete. It would. Yeah, they would have a, a solid spot at every offensive position. Yeah, and I think someone like her would be a huge help for Burrow because I know they've got Boyd as sort of that quote unquote like slot safety blanket, but having having Ertz is a kind of different level. Yeah.
0: So.
1: 100%. Gotta ask Charlie what he thinks about that. Um, but moving around, we've got Adam Troutman, who I have as a buy. Again, all these cheap tight ends are buys because if you can maybe sneak production out of a tight end for cheap, it's kind of maybe worth a shot if you're screwed there in Dynasty like uh, some people are. Um, <laughs> but he should be the number one guy there at tight end without Chair uh, Cook there. Um, I'm really curious how Jameis will target him, but after Michael Thomas and, of course, Kamara, he has a fairly decent shot to be number three target-wise. Yeah. Not saying he will, but the op- the opportunity for him to be third in targets on the Saints is there, and I think that inherently, regardless of your position, <laughs> is worth something.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah. Um, I- <laughs>
0: Uh Taysom Hill becomes a starting quarterback, then there's
1: not even anyone on the depth chart to eat his stuff up. <laughs> no, but I can yeah. see it now. Taysom Hill, touchdown pass, to Adam Troutman. The Adam Troutman, tight end to tight end. <laughs> uh Yeah, I mean I, I kinda like him as a bye. Yeah, I mean uh, he he barely played last year, but I think he could have a shot too. I know we were kinda intrigued by him coming out of Dayton, so Mhm. Ohio guy. Ohio guy. And then uh, I wrote Blake, Blake Jarwood in here because he got hurt last year and everyone's pretty high on him. He's kind of been forgotten. I feel like he, he will be very, very touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's worth having in a transaction dynasty-wise, but <laughs> he will have three awesome receiving options and Zeke taking away all the attention so he will get a lot of easy looks yeah i think if you have him you should just hold on to him Mm -hmm. and be like you know i might get some pretty solid weeks um and then (laughs) i wrote oj howard in here um (laughs) because i because gronk is there but he's one of those guys where not he's one year so he's you know i don't think he's gonna move rosters at this point but um oj howard behind him because is camera Brace still there? Uh, I think so. So, yeah. I'm looking at O.J. Howard, and he, I think, was hurt a lot last year. Didn't get to see the field much. But is a, he's a very good all-around tight end. He kind of fits the same grouping of... Because were he, were he and Evan Ingram drafted in the same class, right? Were they? Uh, I, he was out well, I thought, of Alabama I he first. and Ingram and a Joker were together. Maybe. He was a first-rounder. Looking at that 2017 draft now, because I thought they were all kind of, like... Yeah, he was there.
0: 2017.
1: Okay. Yeah, he and Ingram are the same class. And a joke, yep, yeah, he and Ingram and a joke were all 2017. They're all kind of in the same thing. Yeah, where they'll probably be somewhere else next year. So, like... <laughs> and Evan Ingram's been the most productive, for sure, like, you know, receiving yardage wise and stuff, fantasy-wise. But he... They, they picked up his fifth-year option, but, like, I either either they re-sign him and Gronk's gone and he's the main guy, or he goes somewhere else and gets used a lot more. So it's, again, kind of one of those, like, gross investments. Not not as gross... Not not gross. It's grosser than the Evan Ingram one because Evan Ingram can at least be valuable this year, whereas OJ Howard I don't think does much for you this year. But it's... But next year. But he, he's so talented enough that I think it's worth the you know possible risk although again whomever has him, may be like dude i have oj howard i don't want to sell him like if if, if they have held oj howard this long they're not going to get out now is the issue of it so yeah but i'm looking through the teams um i didn't write in dawson knox he didn't show up high on this list i guess he is probably being undervalued
0: yeah i uh this is his third year right uh-huh so i'm kind of hold. i have him i think in one league i'm just kind of holding to see how he does with uh the third year
1: with the yeah. bills uh so oh this one has <clears throat> it right below Everett. so yeah i think i think dawson knox is a hold i'm looking at the rest of these teams because like with pittsburgh they've got ebron technically but friar moose coming in so that's kind of a yeah mm. cincinnati has doesn't really have much of a tight end situation to speak of Okay, Tennessee, Tennessee. Oh, this is where I wanted to get to. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad I got this in. Uh, Anthony Furkser. Ferkser. Is pretty much the only tight end there, I think, right? I think so. Like, I'm um, double-checking, but... I think so. Jeff Swain. So, like... So, yeah. Yeah, he's the number one tight end there right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has value. We yeah, know like, how
0: much they like to use the tight end.
1: Yeah, he had some good games last year. And so... I'm not sure who they will or won't add, but he is pretty much free. I don't think he will cost you anything to acquire in Dynasty. I could be wrong, but he shouldn't <laughs> cost you much to acquire. He's worth a like free dart throw. I would heavily agree with
0: that. He might just, you know, be really great for your team. Yeah. Just in random weeks.
1: Yeah, I'm So I'm looking at some lists that have him like around in Joku, like Dynasty wise, but again, like it could be all those things where people just are like, it's Anthony fucking Ferkser. Who cares? For this year, I'd rather have Ferkser. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm kind of thinking, like, through, like, stuff like competing or not competing. He's definitely someone, like, if you are a competing team, worth adding. But if you're, you know, if you're wanting to, you know. Not Like, again, okay, going into the year saying I'm going to tank usually probably isn't right. You know, maybe three games in, you realize my team's ass and everyone's hurt. And or, I guess, but... Hmm. Looking, I'm trying to see if Firkser's on our waivers or not. They're not. Waivers aren't active right now, but I'm curious if he's on, our roster. Yeah, he's on a roster. Someone has him. Yeah, he's on a roster. Our our rosters are quite deep, but Leo's like so. Jared Cook, um, another guy up there in age, but he's in our mo- number one tight end and for the Chargers right now. Um, kind of where would you place him? Hmm. Maybe like just above Ferkser, I don't know. Huh... The thing with Jared Cook is like we've seen a lot of production from him. Yeah, he just he's
0: very reliable.
1: Yeah, so I would, I'm mean, I would be intrigued by him getting the ball from Herbert. Like there, there's a like as we're listing off these guys, there are a lot of cheap options who would give you who should give like enough production that if you're like me and are kind of fucked at tight end, they're gonna be worth taking shots at.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I mean, it'll be on the money from Herbert. Mm-hmm. If he can still get separation, I know he's getting older. He should be pretty solid.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, does Arizona have a Titan to speak of?
0: They have uh, Max Williams, right? So not really. Okay. That's why I, they were one of my, they should maybe look at Ertz too.
1: Yeah. And then uh, you mentioned Carolina having um, Dan Arnold and now Tommy hmm. So I'm not really looking there for fantasy production personally. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, they don't really have much desire to... Ian Thomas is there, too, isn't he? He is. He's just never really... <laughs> yeah, that's out. what they worked out for him. But, yeah, so I think Jared Cook and Ferkser are kind of interesting, worth looking for, especially... I, Ferkser is kind of exciting in the sense of, like, oh, there's a little unknown there, but I'm a little more interested in uh, in Cook for the production. But Ferkser, you know, this, is, this will be his fourth year, and he's been behind Joni the whole time. So, you never know. Maybe he's a lot better than we realized. <laughs> hey, maybe. Harvard. Um I think Colts tight ends were just kind of
0: expecting maybe Ertz goes yeah. there. Yeah.
1: If okay, I guess we can maybe think about the if there's not Ertz there, then what do the Colts tight ends get? Cause it's what, Doyle and Mo Cox? I believe, yeah, because Burton's not on the roster anymore. Well she could end up somewhere too. But yeah, it's Mo Cox and Jack Doyle, those two. So mm. you know we love Mo Cox. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh man, where is he on this list? He's probably just way down. Yeah, he's way down there.
0: Fools, don't they so. know?
1: <laughs>
0: he played basketball, dude.
1: <laughs> dude, he is massive. I love watching him just like rumble down the field. Oh, he's huge. Yeah, he's he is a behemoth-sized man. Like, it's like is he like six seven, six eight? He is like six seven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how many cocks does it take in an alley, you know? Like How many? Mo, that's how many. I, I think he's listed at 6'6 six, six here, but I've seen him oh, 6'7". Oh, only 6'6". 6'5", six, six, but he is massive either way. Played basketball for VCU, so mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it. But, yeah, so a lot of tight ends kind of, like, down the way that are totally forgotten who could present value in Dynasty, so.
0: Hey, man, have you had Jared Cook and Anthony Furks or you might be fine this year?
1: Yeah, because I'm looking at my team, you know. My, my tight end situation, I've still got, you know, I've got Ertz and Logan Thomas, but it's, you know, I would be okay shoring that up a bit, so. Right. Uh-huh. Maybe, yeah, I'll, I'll look around some of these options, you know. Yeah. Um. I already tried for Troutman. The person wants to keep him as, like, you know, their backup, but, you know, maybe I try that. Maybe I try asking them for Cook. Maybe. Or maybe I try to get Hunter hand from someone. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, so the, the tight end landscape, I'll say that top six gets pretty murky pretty quickly. But there's a lot of intriguing upside, and I think a lot of value to be had. Um, or even if you're in a standard, not tight end premium, you can maybe get some, you know, cheap options who can, you know, help keep your team afloat if you're like me and not very afloat at the tight end spot. But um, in the meantime, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be back uh, next time with our receiver watch. Ooh, that'll be good.